Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Welcome, everybody. What is going on? I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know here in Connecticut, the weather was beautiful. Got to get outside, enjoy the outside, the nice, cool weather. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you had uh, as nice weather where you are. Welcome to episode 25. Episode 25. Um, when I When I recorded my first episode, I wonder... Will this take off? Will anybody listen? Will will I be done after a few episodes? So I'm excited right now because I remember that feeling starting this. I, I'm excited to be at, at episode 25. Uh, my third year, uh, I would say my third year in the hobby, uh, but my first full year, 100%, two feet jumping in into the hobby. Um, and if you remember back to episode one, when I talked about buying baseball cards for a couple of years, the so 2020, 2020, actually was it, yeah, it was 2020, 2021, 2019, buying, buying baseball cards, um, you know, the target megas, the Bowman Chrome, I was buying the jumbo, I was buying hobby boxes and the jumbo hobby boxes. So I had all the baseball cards, but really it was during a short period, I think they came out each year in May uh, or June. And then by August, it was done. I was, you know, fully into uh, um, fantasy football and not doing anything with the hobby. Um, so really, it wasn't until a little over a year ago, July 2021, where I really jumped into the hobby uh, 100%. Uh, and, and now it's been just a little over a year and today's episode, I'm just going to talk about, you know, my, my, my journey, you know, my hobby accomplishments and kind of what I can put on my resume. Uh, and, and I'm still amazed where I am today, one year later. Uh, so just, just want to jump into it. Uh, back in August, well, of course in July, I mean, we talked, I talked about this, um, in the earlier episodes, I think episode one, probably in July, uh, my good friend, Rob sports card therapist, you know, called me and, uh, asked me, you know, do you collect cards? Do you do anything in the hobby? And at that time I said, of course I do, because I, I did have baseball cards and, and we got talking and he went to national last year. I did not. He invited me out to national. I didn't go, uh, I had other things and it was kind of last minute. 
Uh, but when he came back, uh, his excitement of national and, and a lot of other things, we started talking daily and just kind of putting a plan together. I was learning a lot through him. I was learning a lot online and it was just a perfect storm for me. I had extra time on my hands. I was looking for, you know, something to fill that up, really just looking for a hobby. And, uh, uh, I was glad it worked out the way it did. Uh, so in August, um, the, the one, it's very funny because I, when I think back, I was like a child, right? So he says, I don't know a lot, you know, I, I'm just jumping in with you. But uh, what I do know is people say, don't get into breaks. Do not get into breaks. What was the first thing I did? It was like, don't touch the hot stove. And I walked over and stuck my finger on it. Right? I mean, it, 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 I don't know. It just sometimes when people say, don't, don't do something, I'm like, oh, let me just go see why. You know, I have to try it at least once to say I did it, right? So, yeah, I jumped in last August uh, 2021. I jumped in, started doing some online football breaks, and I was getting some nice cards. Of course, I was a Chiefs fan, and, uh, you know, we've all you've all heard the story a hundred times about the, uh, the redemption card, uh, which really, really dragged me in. Um, but, yeah, it was in August it started breaks. Uh, in September 2021, um, I started buying, you know, football boxes, started buying blasters and megas and hobby boxes. Um, you know, I, the Don Russ, I probably bought the most of the Don, you know, the, the thing I bought the most was the Don Russ. I remember buying uh, the draft picks boxes uh, were like the first boxes I bought from um, a local card shop. Uh and I remember going in and him saying, oh, yeah, this this is, you know, there's you get numbered cards and autograph cards and this and that. But it was it was, uh, you know, it was all draft picks. And what did I know then? I had no idea that nobody really wanted to buy a player in their college uniform. So, of course, I bought up some of those hobby boxes. And I thought to myself, I mean, price wise, they, they're just like the uh, they were just like the baseball. So it really wasn't that bad, you know, because I felt like. You know, I was already buying, I think at the time, like the Target Megas, I, you know, I, I think they were selling them at 29 over those couple of years. And if you could get them at Target, which we, you never could, um, I think I was buying them for like 35 and $40 on eBay and Facebook. And then when I went online to buy the, uh, the, the hobby, the jumbo hobby boxes, because I said, why not? You know, like a regular hobby box had had two autograph cards guaranteed. Uh, and if you went to the jumbo, which was like $150 more, you had five. And I'm like, well, I might as well just buy and get, get five, right? The more, the merrier. Um, didn't realize at the time you'd get four, four pitchers and then one decent player. Um, but yeah, so I started buying those. I started buying the Don, but a lot of Don Russ. I, I just remember ripping lots and lots of the Don Russ uh, blasters. I didn't buy any megas or hobbies of the Don Don Russ because I was just pulling out, you know, all the the rated rookie cards. I was getting some downtown cards. It's exciting. Um, I remember going to my first Hofstra show. Went there again. My good friend Rob, sports card therapist. My first card show was at Hofstra. Uh, we ran, we went down there on a Saturday and I was amazed. I mean, we showed up and there was, you know, we showed up probably an hour before it was going to start. And there was so many people in line. I just could not believe all the people here that go to these things, uh, at the time. Uh, I remember buying my first raw card there. I bought a Justin Herbert, uh, purple shock prism, uh, very excited about that. And in fact, that card, um, 
had some sentimental value. And I talked about this on one of the podcasts. I ended up trading that card um, for a Mahomes um, rookie silver. Um, but I remember sending it to SGC and it coming back at 10. I was being, I was so excited. And then I remember the price of that dropped like quickly. Like at one point it was like around five, the card was like a $500 card. And then next thing you know, it was selling on eBay for, for like the SGC version of it was selling for like 200 and 225 dollars and i i remember i bought the card for 125 dollars and then i paid whatever 30 or 26 dollars or whatever to, to to grade it so i i kept it in my case for a long time around the 450 500 mark and then at one point i took it out of my case because i just didn't want to i just felt like it had some sentimental value and and um when i did make the trade for it i was happy i don't miss the card don't miss the card. I miss telling the story about the card, but I don't miss the card itself. Um, in October uh, 2021, I had my first submission to SGC. Um, all the cards that I won in these breaks, anything that was numbered or looked like it was worth anything, uh, I sent them to SGC as well as uh, a lot of the uh, rookie quarterbacks uh, that came out of the Don Russ blasters. Um, all the rookie quarterbacks for the year, all like the press proofs and the reds, the greens, whatever I'd gotten from there. Um, I sent them as well to, um, to SGC. And I think at that time, if I look back, I think I may have sent like 40 cards. Now, I had a lot of cards I sent to SGC. Um, and I had set up for the first time as a vendor. I remember, uh, buying my case, uh, you know, going, going to, uh, Amazon and buying my case and, uh, setting up with, uh, Rob sports card therapist. There was a Enfield in Enfield, Connecticut. It was the Enfield show. Um, and just before I sent that submission, um, I had a good number of, the, of those cards in my case. And a lot of people came over and looked at the cards and they just kept saying, well, I'll only give you this much because it's not graded. And in my mind, I felt like, well, all these cars need to be graded to in order to be of value, you know, to get, you know, decent money for them. Uh, I remember I sold one card at that show, just one card the whole day. I enjoyed going. I was glad I set up. I, I watched Rob in action, which I think at that time he was very new to setting up at shows too. This may have been, um, his, maybe his second or third show setting up. So we were both a couple newbies, uh, you know, setting up at the show. I remember selling one card and, um, you know, just happy for the experience, happy to have gone happy just to kind of see what it looked like. Um, and moving forward on from there, just moving forward from there. I remember coming back from that show, uh, him and I talked and I said, look, I got to send all these cars to SGC and hopefully, you know, I think at that time it took four weeks. Uh, and the next show, um, there was a Massachusetts show coming up in November. So I planned it so I could get, uh, I could get those cards back for the next show. So November came November, 2021. Um, I started my IG account. Uh, I really, I'm an IT guy and I'm, you know, you would think that it would be easy for me to do this stuff. 
and it is now, but I, you know, I was, a I was hesitant to do it. I just felt like, um, I wouldn't keep up on it. So it was one of those things that I didn't want to create and put out there. And then people expecting me to be involved doing things. And, um, really at that time I didn't do a whole lot. Like I would be lucky to answer Facebook messages, never mind Instagram, but I set the account up, you know, I set it up. Um, Rob, I remember Rob, talking to Rob about it and him just being so adamant, like, dude, you, you gotta have an IG account. You gotta set one up. So I set it up. Um, and you know, I started, people started, you know, uh, friending me and, and even at that time in November, I still had this feeling like I'm really never going to jump fully into this. Uh, and, and, and that part of the story is, will be continued, um, down the road here. But at that time, I did not think that I would be where I am today with Instagram. Um, that show, uh, in November was the, uh, the Framingham show, which I just got my graded cards back. I was excited. Uh, I had purchased a second case from Amazon. So now I had two cases cause I knew I had, you know, like 40 or 50 cards or something that were going to be going in this, these cases. And I had some wax too. At that time I started picking up some, some wax, uh, some boxes of things and bringing them and, and setting them up at shows. I figured I could, you know, make some money on those as well. Um, but that Framingham mass show, that was the first time I met Laz. That was the first time I did a Laz show. Um, and I, I, what I remember from this show, I remember I had a bunch of Mac Jones, um, graded cards and I remember selling them all and being in mass. I just remember everybody coming up, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac. I, I probably had maybe eight or 10. And I remember one guy bought like five of them all, like five of them from me late in the show. He just said, I want them all. Let's just come up with a, and I remember getting good money for them. Um, I don't remember all the logistics of, of, of the deals, uh, but I just remember being being happy about that. And I also remember it was my first time buying some cards from people coming to a show. So somebody had come with uh, a bunch of golf cards and I looked them over and I looked at the prices and uh, I made an offer on it. And he said, oh, I want and, and I'm going to tell you, I think I may I think I offered him one hundred and fifty dollars and I think he probably wanted two fifty. And I said, I really I can't go any more than one fifty. And he said, all right, well, thanks. And he started to walk away. And I looked at Rob and Rob's like, why didn't you? And I said, I, I walked around here and nobody else in here has golf. And I don't think anybody's interested in golf. I said, I, I think he'll be back to negotiate. And probably an hour or so later, he came back and said, uh, I'm good with 150 if you're still good with that. And I said, yeah. So that was the first time I'd bought some golf cards. And um, truth be told, I have a whole box of golf cards, cards that I have purchased um, that I've never put out in my cases. I've never put on the my Instagram. I've never really put out. I did have some Tiger Woods cards that I did sell. But these are all uh, male and female golfers that I just, when I find them, I collect them. And I just, because I don't think golf is really, um, it's really, it's not hot right now. Most people know that. Um, there's not a lot of big value in golf. So um, I did have some higher end golf cards uh, in my in my case for a while. Um, 
that never really did sell. Uh, so I ended ended up selling those, sending those off to uh, to auction on eBay. But the rest of them that I've just kept and I'm going to hold on to now. And you know, down the road they may be, uh, you know, maybe some profit in there. Um, December. 2021 um and i say i started buying cards like i think i was buying cards on i was making the mistake everybody else was through you know like i was buying some cards on ebay uh probably probably november too but december i was i was buying cards to put in my case uh, as well as to send off the grading i was buying some raw cards to send off the grading uh in December, I sent another big batch off to SGC. They they were the only ones that were that you could really get anything graded at that time um, because PSA wasn't taking uh, taking orders. Um, so yeah, I sent uh, I sent. Well, I think I, I I take that back. PSA was taking orders, but I think they were very high. I think they were one fifty or three hundred dollars a card. Um, and these cards weren't worth that worth that much to send off. Um, so I sent another big batch off to SGC. Um, I remember doing my first last show in New Jersey. Uh, that was in December, uh, and it was it was absolutely absolutely insane, absolutely insane. I sold so much stuff at that show. I remember leaving that show as exhausted as I was excited about how much I sold and how much I made. Uh, and that show, that show really was a game changer for so many reasons. And, and I don't even want to say because of the sales or how much I made, because then it was like, I was making friends in the hobby. And at this show, people were coming in and saying, Hey, I'm so-and-so. And that was like, like, it was like people you'd be messaging with like I would be messaging with and that I didn't know who they were. Uh, and then they would walk up to the table and say, I'm so-and-so. I'd be like, oh my God, you know, nice to meet you. And then other people that I started seeing as dealers setting up at these shows, you know, you get there early, you set up, you walk around, you start seeing the same people and you start, you know, people start remembering you and you start remembering people. And then all of a sudden, like this friendship is born, you have things in common with people. And I think so many things happened at this one show in December that I remember leaving saying that I, I really like this, like, this is something that I really want to do for a while. Um, and, and I just remember being in my mind saying like, I'm in the hobby where before that I was in the hobby, but now I was, I'm going to put even more effort in and, and into this hobby, uh, more effort into what's in my case, more effort into friendships and meeting more people. And I really became more active on IG at that time. So I know it had only been a month later because I only started the account in November. Um, but by December, I was like, probably like everybody else. I was the person that was sitting on the couch with the TV going and I had the phone out, but I'd be searching either through eBay or I'd be watching breaks and things like that, where all that changed, where I was sitting on the phone, messaging people and looking at their things on eBay and, and having these conversations back and forth and not like really not have no idea what was going on on the TV, even though I was sitting there with the TV going, I had no idea what was going on. Um, and, and that's, that was kind of the game changer for me. Um, 
January. So the new year comes January, 2022. Um, I did a couple of shows that month and I didn't want to take a lot of time to go back and know specifically what shows I did. Um, I know there was a Springfield show like the day after new year's that I did. Um, and, and, um, I want to say, I think there was a last show in January as well. It was either January or February. Um, I vividly, vividly remember having off weekends in January and, and looking online saying, gee, is there any, I wonder if there's any shows now, all of a sudden here I was like setting up at shows and doing things. And then all of a sudden I'm like, a weekend's coming up and I have nothing planned. I'm like, well, that's no good. Right. Well, is anybody have, is there any shows on Saturday? Is there any shows on Sunday? Any shows I could go to? Um, and I started finding, re, you know, like going out to be on the other side of the table, hitting shows, hitting some local shows to kind of be on the other side of the table. And that's where I started trying to get my skills of trading. Like I would, I would, I haven't at that, to that point, I hadn't done much trading at all. Um, and I had done zero leveling up. In fact, the leveling up, if you guys been listening from the beginning, you've listened to my journey on that. That didn't come till much later in the spring. Uh, but I hadn't done any trading either. Um, so what I was trying to do was take certain cards that I knew probably I weren't, I wasn't going to sell in my case. And I started taking to local shows and like making offers, like saying, Hey, you know, do you take trades? Are you interested in these cards? Like trying to just trying to, you know, build up my trading skill. Uh, and I did that a lot, just going to these shows and just watching and listening to other people negotiate like, and, and how they did it and, and what was working for people and what wasn't working for people. Um, this way, when I was at my own table, at my own show, I could take some of the things I heard, some of the scenarios, and I could even use some of the same language, right? I could talk, like if I heard the dealer saying, well, you know, and this, and, and, and trust me, you would think this would be obvious, but when you've never done this before and you go and you listen and you hear a dealer, I hear a dealer say, you know what, I could only pay you this much because the comp is that much and I'm going to put it in my case and people are going to want it at that much. And, and, and it, it all made sense. And then I listened to this over and over and then I perfected that. Like I perfected that. What would work for me? What, how, what was comfortable for me to say? So a lot of going to these shows w was not only to like buy things, but also to kind of build up my skill, build up my skill in sales and in trading and, and just listening and watching what people did and try to take some of the stuff I thought was successful and emulate it. Um, in February, 2022, the football season was over. And then I started worrying because I was football heavy. I'm like, what am I going to put in my cases during the off season? I just, I don't even know if I have anything that was going to sell. So I took my high-end football that was out of my cases and I kind of set it up and I said, well, geez, I, you know, I need to put something in its place. Uh, so I started buying wrestling. I started buying some soccer, uh, whatever I thought would sell. I had some Pokemon stuff. Um, it was kind of the hodgepodge. Uh, I used to, I used to refer to it as the buffet, you know, the buffet case. There was just a little bit of anything, everything. I had some tennis in there. Um, I had some golf in there. I had wrestling in there. 
uh, just trying to figure out what was going to sell, what people wanted, what people wanted to buy. Uh, and I remember just struggling a little bit. I mean, I, I, I did well at the shows and the reason I did well is because I had these, these dollar boxes and these $2 boxes and stuff like that. And a lot of that stuff sells. So they were at least paying for, they were paying for, you know, my table and my time. Uh, and, and again, I was just working on my skill and what I was doing and, and just trying to get better at it. Um, I remember going to a show I had in February, I had a weekend off and I remember saying, um, I looked online and there was a show in Mount Kisco, uh, New York. So I drove down there to Mount Kisco and I walked around the room and, uh, I think I, I have, I, I probably, I can't think of, of exactly uh, the timing, because I knew that uh, the Super uh, the Super Bowl had ended, uh, the Joe Burrow stuff was still going, but uh, you know the Rams won the Super Bowl, but there there was really no increase in prices in that even after they won it. Um, like it, it, I think if, if the Bengals would have won it, I think the Joe Burrow cards would have stayed up high, but everybody, all, all the other football cards were down. And as I walked around and I looked and I started saying, and I went to all the tables first, something I'll do, I'll walk the whole show. Uh, if I can, if it's not like a national, if I can walk the whole show, I'll walk the whole show, see what everybody has, you know, make a game plan and go back. And, uh, I remember just saying to myself, I'm like, wow, the, 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 the football prices are way down. The Mac Jones prices are way down. Um, Trevor Lawrence was really low and I'm like, well, I'm going to buy up some of these cards. Uh, Zach Wilson, all the quarterbacks from this year, those prices are down. So I just started buying up, you know, cards like this at, 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 at the, you know, I think I may have bought maybe four or five football cards and a couple soccer cards, which were way down at the time too. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, if I can keep doing this, if I can keep showing up at these shows and find football cheap, um, I'll be in good shape when football comes back. Uh, and, and that kind of worked out all through the spring for me, you know, just whenever I could, you know, just to buy buying football at a discount. Um, I don't think uh, it came back like I thought it would come back, like it had come back in previous years. But still, if I bought it low, low enough, um, I can make a profit, uh, put it in my case. And if I can't, there were cards that I would hold on to and they would, could sit in my case behind me here. Uh, March, 2022, March 17th, I dropped my first podcast, uh, with the help, uh, a lot of help. My good friend, Rob sports card therapist, uh, you know, gave me a lot of pointers on saw the software to use the equipment to get. Now I, 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 I didn't know at the beginning when I was starting, I said, look, I'm going to get equipment that is going to work. I didn't want to make a big investment because I didn't know where it was going to go from there. Uh, and, and it's funny because when I look back, I went back to episode one and two, I just shaking my head, you know, the camera wasn't good. The microphone wasn't good. My background was terrible. I was like, Oh man. Um, just, it was like, you know, in, in the infant stages, uh, compared to where we are now with a, you know, a, a high definition camera and this nice mic here and, and it's nice case behind me. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, it, it's still improving. I'm always, I'm still improving on it. Um, 
but yeah, in March I dropped uh, I dropped my first episode, and I, and I wondered, anybody going to listen? You know, will I get to a few episodes in and just say, ah, oh, forget it? You know, nobody's listening, anyways. Uh, and I think from talking to other people who started a podcast, they all went through the same thing. You know, you know, episodes four, five, six. They said, "Geez, I don't even know if anybody's listening." You know, I, I, I had. I, I don't want to say the. It, it worked out well for me, because I had other people that were in the hobby that were helping me. They were behind me. They were pushing me. They were promoting me. So I think they were able to get my name. I was able to get my name out there quicker than they did when they first started. Right. So now if somebody was coming now behind me, it would it, it would be for me to pay it forward to them to try to help them. And I think this is the way that, you know, th this works, that I had enough people out there with enough exposure that. And, and I think, too, I think what helps, too, is just being at the shows, you know, going out to the shows and being at the shows and handing my card out and t talking to people and say, hey, I got a podcast and. And, you know, start the conversation there and shout you out. People like to be shouted out. And I love to shout people out. I love talking to people. And, and, and I know myself as, as, as a, I'm a, a, being a grown man. I know when I listen to other podcasts and someone shouts me out, I'm like, I feel good. I'm like, oh, this is great. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. You know, I know. I know how it feels. So uh, I'll be the first one to shout anybody out. Um, so. April through June, um, I did more last shows. Uh, I did the Hofstra show, Springfield Mass, uh, the Mohegan Sun show. Um, just started making making deals. Uh, started leveling up, trading up. Figured out how that worked. And I talked being being so so excited uh, where I made my first uh, my first deal uh, on Facebook, um, and and. Uh, that was the Ju Justin Herbert card, my card from the Hofstra. That was the first. So it was it was kind of symbolic that my first trade uh, that I did online with somebody I'd never met before uh, was that card. So I, I just think that was kind of symbolic. Um, but what was all this for? I mean, all the leveling up, all the preparation, doing all the shows. It was all for the Super Bowl of the hobby, right? The National. I mean, everything I did that whole year, and I never expected to be at the National. I bought the VIP passes because I expected to, and reserved the hotel room because I expected to be there as an attendee. I never expected to be there set up uh, at a table. But all this was for, you know, was really everything I did all year was just to prepare me, you know, for the National. Um and, and as we know, that was in July, the national, and I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed at the table opportunities I've had over this last year. I mean, thinking about October setting up for the first time with and selling one card and coming to July less than a year later, uh, being set up at national with, you know, a case of high end cards. Uh, I'm just still amazed, um, at, at those opportunities, um, and just thinking about it now, permanent spot at national, a permanent spot at East Coast National, a permanent spot at Hofstra, uh, permanent spots at the last shows. Um, I really have to thank my good friend, Rob, sports card therapist. I know I've said his name probably eight times today, but really 
brought me into the hobby, kind of took me under his wing. And, and then together we were able just to move forward, um, just with such great opportunities. You know, uh, I, I remember I played hockey on the select team years ago. And my coach always said to us, always said to us, we all get opportunities on the ice and in life. But it's what you do with those opportunities makes all the difference. And I've carried with that with me through my whole life. And whenever someone has given me a great opportunity, I've always made the best of it. I never wanted anybody to regret giving me a great opportunity. And I've done that my whole life. And I think that's why I've been really successful amongst other things. Just every time I've been given an opportunity, I made the best of that opportunity. And, and, and I, I always wanted the person who gave me that opportunity to say, I made the right decision, giving him that opportunity. And, and I think that makes all the difference in the world. Um, so I'm thankful for Rob for getting these opportunities. And I think we've gone out and, you know, we've made the best of these opportunities. Um, and people are happy to offer us these spots and let us in. Uh, cause we know we're going to make them proud. Right. Uh, Friends, most importantly, friends, I've made so many great friendships in the hobby and in, excuse me, in the hobby. I've made more friends here in this hobby than I've in anything else in life, anywhere else. You, you know, when my, when I played sports and my kids played sports and I went to college and the, in the workplace and with my business, I literally, I've made more friends here in this hobby than I've made in any other place, uh, in my life. Um, and I've developed, I am not going to say I've developed, I'm part of, I'm part of a tight core of friends that we message all the time. If I have any questions, feedback, anything, uh, and when any of us have any good pickups, we're throwing it up there. If we're thinking about a card, we throw it up there. Everybody's given the feedback. And I think that's important. I think it's important to have those people, you know, in this hobby and in your life, like, you know, especially, um, if people have different back, you know, like if you've got a guy that's heavy into soccer or a guy that's heavy into baseball or a guy that's heavy into football and knows these things or, or heavy into vintage, like you can go back and forth. And, and if not, if you had a question that you didn't feel comfortable, your tight group that they may, they give you their, you know, their best opinion or their best advice. And you weren't sure there, there is thousands of people in this hobby that I could turn to right now, I could go on that I know would have the knowledge that I could message them. And even though I've never messed, I've never messaged with them before. If I messaged them and I said, Hey, I have a question on this wrestling card, or I have a question on this golf card. I bet it, they would happily answer that question for me and give me advice and would just start a conversation. And you don't see that. You don't see that. I mean, this is such a great community such a great community. I mean, I love the hobby, but I love the hobby community just as much. Um, and I feel so comfortable, you know, messaging people. Now, when I first started with Instagram, I was like, this guy doesn't know me. I'm not going to. And after the first couple of times, like I message somebody that I don't know and they message right back. And then all of a sudden this conversation starts, it just kept making it easier and easier. And I don't think I've ever messaged anybody to say, oh, my God, I, I wish I never messaged that person. Not once. Not once has that ever happened. Just such a great hobby community. So at the end of this, 
this year, um, I'm going to give out a huge shout out to my wife, Sherry, just for being supportive of me and the hobby, um, because I'm going a lot of weekends with it. And, uh, you know, getting when it comes time on a Friday night to load the car up, she's the first one to say, let me help you. You know, I'll carry something out. I'll hold the door, you know, always just so supportive and helpful um, with me in the hobby. And I just I truly appreciate that. Uh, it, it makes, it makes everything so much easier. So that's going to conclude episode 25, just kind of a little recap of the last year. Uh, I'm excited to do it. I'm happy. I'm here at, uh, here at episode 25. Um, I'm going to give a little shout out here, at, uh, at the end for, to, uh, John from D behind the diamond. Um, looking for the, uh, you know, I, my last pod, uh, looking for the fanatics, uh, zero cool stranger things for the promo cards on uh, the packs, um, single cards. You know, I asked if anybody had, and if, and if you're still out there and you're listening and you have any of these, definitely hit me up. Uh, John hit me up, uh, right after, uh, this drop, my last pod dropped Friday morning, probably by before noontime and said, Hey, can I got some cards for you? And we worked out a deal. So I'm very excited about that. So, uh, look, you know, Rob always says, if you put it out to the universe, it comes. So here I'm putting it out, still looking for the, uh, the stranger things four cards. So if you got any, definitely send me a message on IG, um, East coast national upcoming show, um, August 26th, 27th, 28th. That's a three day show. Uh, Rockland Community College Fieldhouse in Suffering, New York, 500 tables. You know, I talked about this last week and I'm going to talk about it next week. Really, really excited about this show. Really excited about this show. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.